Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and we are back after, well, the final weekend of the longest Six Nations competition ever, and uh, also the continuation of the Tri-Nations tournament, Bled is Low 3, and there was some other rugby going on, uh, there's plenty more to talk about besides, we're back together in the rugby dungeon, probably for the, for the last time for a little while, all together, so let's enjoy this, gentlemen. JB. Yes. Hello, Tim. Yes, it seems to be we will be here for last time because of, uh, well, things we're not going to discuss on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yes. <sighs> uh, yeah, so um, that's a shame. Um, but the Six Nations was, oh, well, one game of the Six Nations was okay, wasn't <laughs> it? was good. Yeah, Super Saturday didn't really quite live up to the hype. How are you doing, Phil? Hello, Tim. Yeah, in, very, very good. In thing. your England stash. In my England stash, yeah. Celebrating a, uh, well, yeah, an England Six Nations Championship. Shouldn't be two. scoffed at. Two England Six Nations Championships. Two England Six Nations yeah. Championships. Quite right, well, Phil. To the England Rose. have had a pretty good end of season, haven't they? So European Champions Cup, European Challenge Cup, six yeah. nations. It's not. It's not looking too bad. You could say it's looking kind of rosy. <laughs> it is. Is the what's the opposite of a downfall? Oh, uh, upswing twenty twenty twenty. Oh, hang on. No more. No more. As in Brian Moore. But we'll come to that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you know what? I just want to say one thing. Um, as much as we've been marvelling at his play uh, this season, Antoine Dupont. I was reminded, and I think they mentioned it in comms over the uh, over the matches. Antoine Dupont basically cost France the Six Nations Championship. Why? What's he done? In the at the end of the France England game, it had got to seventy nine minutes, and France were close to their own line, trying to see out the clock, ten points ahead of England. And Antoine Dupont <laughs> kicked the ball dead over the dead ball line, giving England a five metre scrum, from which they won a penalty and scored three points. When there was one minute left, he thought the clock had gone dead. Do you not remember this? Yeah, the first the first game of the tournament, yeah. when that gave England a losing bonus point. They gave England a losing Thanks bonus to point. That losing bonus point, England won the wow. championship. So, and we were reminded of this by James Primavesi on Twitter as well um, a couple of hours ago. And Antoine Dupont was, in my opinion, the best player of the tournament. He was 
unbelievably good all tournament. But that is probably a very good description of um, or a good um, example of why France have got some incredible talent and they are so dangerous at times. But they also make kind of some basic errors and, and silly mistakes, like uh, the tackling for both the Henshaw and the Stockdale try tries, um, and Boutier's slap into touch. Um, they, they are rapier sharp when they need to be going forward, but they're not the finished article, and they also make some basic mistakes. Um, and Dupont is... Um, as as susceptible as everyone else in that French team at doing that. Mm, they could be in a different place come two years. One of the biggest takeaways for me was France, that kit is so good, it will accommodate last week wearing white shorts and red socks in a sort of trickle or flag type kit, and this time wearing all blue, still looked absolutely beautiful. Does look rather good, does look rather tasty. And it's slightly evil as well because it's got Altrad. Industries across yes. the chest. Yes. <laughs> now, Ultra the Industries, they're the guys that manufacture those Iron Man suits, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, I, I mean, let's. Shall we just skip over the other games? I'd say skip over. Let's talk about them very briefly because it was awful. Everything was awful. And we can save the actual good games will last rather than dwell or should we do it the other way around how do you want to do it well yeah you know, I, think, I think that's a good way to go uh, because we need to respectfully mention the other games but they don't, uh, the, the nature of them they didn't really deserve a great amount of time um, because they were very very average uh, albeit it was a reminder that Super Saturday is best watched in a pub or a, or a rugby clubhouse with beers, because then I don't think I'd have minded that the games were a bit average. Yeah. No, you could have just chatted more during yeah. the first the two games. Is, yeah, and this is a real problem, isn't it? That when you're not allowed to drink... I mean, you are allowed to drink, you can drink at home, but that's not really the same thing, is it? Um, when you make sport the centre of a sporting event, you're very rarely satisfied. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter what sport it is. You can go watch the Indy 500, and that's all about taking crates of beer into a stand and watching cars go around in circles. No one really likes watching cars go around in circles. <laughs> um, no one really likes going to horse racing, except for you get to wear nice jackets and get absolutely smashed all day long. Oh, the darts. People going darts, to the darts. The, darts! <laughs> that darts is a vehicle for getting smashed yeah. in fancy dress. The cricket, you're out in the sunshine, yeah, lovely summer's beer day. Snakes. Uh, beer snakes. Beer snakes. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there are some people that keep scoring cricket. In fact, I, I know someone who keeps a score in <laughs> In, in cricket so there are some other weird things that go on I, I have been to I know you said one of your plans for 2020 was to go to more lo- county cricket matches at Old Trafford or a, which, yeah, or, or a county cricket game which you haven't been able to do but uh, I, I have been to a couple of county cricket games just to sit there through the day and do my work <laughs> well, it's, it's brilliant or read a book and it's brilliant. and there are some old fellas that take a cricket scorebook along and keep yeah, score and away, and away they go uh, my uh, our, our mutual friend Pedder Jones used to keep score as, as, as a young man goes to Old Trafford and keeps score because they used to do it right so if you were to become a member of Lancashire Cricket Club it gets cheaper the further away that you live up to a maximum so he had the low because he lives in Rithin he had the lowest tier of membership because he lived so far away. Oh, yeah, if that's you interesting. Live, it's, I think it's changed now, but if you live next to the ground... Yeah, so we live a mile or two miles away yeah, from... We have to pay more, but that doesn't make sense, really, does it? It's a bit perverse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure if you ask a, ask a United fan or a Liverpool fan, you have guys flying in from Korea, which, again, is 
I, I don't understand the criticism of, of the day, so-called day trippers because I think it's one of the finest compliments you can pay, pay your city or indeed your sports team. But I'm sure they would say they'd want it the other way around, which is the guys that live around Old Trafford should get first dibs on tickets. But anyway. yeah. So anyway, that's anyway. anyway. Yeah, so in short, yeah, Super Saturday probably would have been Super Saturday in a pub. Yeah. So it was, it was mediocre first two games. So one of the best Saturdays I had, I watched the first game in Didsbury in Rosso, an Italian restaurant, um, with a, a dear friend of mine drinking their groanings but watching it on the iPad before going across <laughs> the road and then watching it watching the second game in a pub that was a glorious day so yes back to back to the thing uh, it ju- is better when you're drinking just just on the glorious days uh, I will reference Twitter again positive again uh, Chris Pritchard messaged us um, hello at, Chris at Rugby Podcast with him and four friends um, of course outdoors and uh, distance responsibly and they brought a TV to, to, to the pub <laughs> so yeah, actually I think it might even be a computer monitor that they've managed to get an extension cable and it's presumably streaming off one of their phones Perfect. so that they could watch the rugby love it good, good oh, work yeah. that is great work that is outstanding work particularly that's necessary in Manchester where you can't get any telly with rugby on in any pub it's all like, not, they'd have non-league football over international yeah, they, rugby. Are, they absolutely would or they've got a, a dodgy Norwegian or Saudi Arabian stream of yeah. Whatever football game is happening. Yeah, why do I have to really battle for rugby to be on? Doesn't matter. It's a story for another day. So, um, we started the day, didn't we, with breakfast and what turned out to be a New Zealand team run. Did anyone see that? <laughs> I've only watched the highlights of this. I, I was um, at Dunham Massey for my sins. I think I would have stayed there, to be honest. <laughs> I, 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 and I can come clean about where I was now that I'm back. Shipping container. Shipping, international oh, yeah. waters. Did partying. you get rescued by the SBS? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was abroad. I was in Greece. Yeah, you can hate me. Oh, yeah, I'm awful. I, I, I was genuinely. I, no, I feel like. How, in, how was Greece? Warm? It was. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It was 26 degrees. So you, know, like you need to put sun cream on once a day, uh, which is the per- perfect amount. But it was. It was absolutely glorious. Uh, and there was one. There was one day of solid rain when we just played cards oh, and nice. got hammered. So it was great. Monopoly go. <laughs> on the Wednesday, it was no, no, no. no Monopoly like, deal. No, no. The, oh, the, yeah. Monopoly. The guys that were there. Well, this is the other thing. And, and people, I feel that, like this is a safe space where I can share things like this. Cause yeah, because no one's listening. You've got to know, yeah. <laughs> you've got to know me over the years. So, um, but I've, I felt really self-conscious about saying this. So I haven't seen my mum in months. She's living out there at the moment. And uh, so, I, so I got to see her. And my brother went out there. And it's the only way I would have seen my brother. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been for you to, yeah. to see him I've seen him once in 2020 and I wouldn't have been able to see him again for goodness knows how long so yeah good so uh, how would anyone slagging me off for going abroad I'm glad I did yeah and yeah. actually so you should just because you have multiple properties across multiple uh, multiple <laughs> continents and nations <laughs> you should be able to use them Tim why shouldn't you you worked hard for them um, <laughs> so you what your carbon footprint over lockdown most people's has decreased not, over, not over the last six oh, no. months oh, yeah oh, there was oh. two trips to France Loop, yeah. loophole Tim <laughs> <laughs> two trips to France d- trips Trip to Greece. In fact, two trips to Greece. <laughs> Good effort. I hope you're planting some trees on all those properties. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, so it's basically a New Zealand team run. Uh, I, I, Richie Munger is... I mean, he just looks awesome. He, I've seen the tries. God, he looked good. But then the defence... So the, from what I saw, their, te- their young 10, Noah, was... Mm defending at 15 for quite a bit of it yeah and it just, just seemed everything opened up I don't like that principle I remember when uh, 
Where, where was Sippers playing when they did this with Fullback. him? Fullback. Um, oh, Wasps, he was did it. it and also I think they did it at Sale as well, didn't they? He was defending on the wing. Melbourne might have done it as well. It might have been at a few yeah, right, places. Right, I don't like do it. it. I, don't yeah. li- I, don't like the, I don't like this hiding. You need to go away and work on your weakness, not be hidden. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I also think, you know, like, look at Richie Munger. There was a guy there who was doing great for Canterbury. He sort of buried his time. I wasn't sure he was as good as Bowden Barrett, who was at the time the best player in the world. He might actually be better. He's that good. And, yeah. But he had that chance to develop. And the Australian lads are like, right, we need you to play roughly as good as the best player in the world right now. Can you do that right now? <laughs> By the um, way, you're 20 years old. Yeah. First international start for a 10, for a 12, and the 13 has hardly played. It doesn't seem uh, likely to me. It just better, doesn't yeah. seem like it's going to happen. And they keep on trying it, and it, 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 it was just difficult to watch. Do you think that um, that Australian performance vindicates a little bit of what I was saying when I say this obsession with chucking the kids in and just win the next game? Yeah, in this yeah. case it does. Uh, I mean, if you look at... Yeah, just, just look at uh, New Zealand. Well, they do so, so-called so chuck the kids in. But I think they, you can be a kid and play on the wing. But, and, they, but they do... Like Kellen Clark's not a, a, an old guy, is he? I feel, I feel like that... New Zealand never would have done because they bring them in in, in a more intelligent way where they don't... This, their uh, 10, 12 and 13 were all... Well, two new starters and one Petier who's got a handful of caps um, because of injuries, but he's still only a very young man. New Zealand never would have done that. They would have started no. one of them with experienced guys either side yeah. and then a few weeks later they would have started another one and then gradually built it up. And this is it's to the point that we were making a, a few months ago on Leicester Tigers yeah. where they were playing Team A and Team B and Team, team yeah. A is not very good at all and Team B was woeful, just kids and no one's learning anything from that situation yeah. because this Australia team has been on, on one end of a 40-odd point uh, beat absolute beat down, and the problem and they're going to learn nothing. A further problem Australia have is their best players simply aren't very good, or if they are good, they're very very good at one thing, but they're not complete players. And I'll give you the classic example of a player who just is not very good, uh, and you're going to think I'm mental, but so be it. Uh, Marika Corabetti. Now Corabetti does some stuff unbelievably. Like you can't coach it. It's yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. he's naturally gifted. Uh, the running is amazing, but he can also leave the ball behind him. Like, literally leave the ball behind him. Uh, he's just not very good, but he's still one of their best players. And you put him on the field, more of hope than anything else. You're hoping that Corabetti can come up with some magic to get you a point here, or as he did against, I think, was it Caleb? It might have been Caleb Clark, where he made just an unbelievable tackle. That was an unbelievable tackle. He made another one on um, Richard Munger. Yeah. He put in two brilliant hits. But that's not good enough. It's not good enough to have a guy who can be really, really good one day and the next day be, oh well, next minute, literally <laughs> leave the ball behind. Well, let's, let's, get, let's give him the chance to grow because that is what people used to say about Johnny May. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I do like, I think Corobetti. Oh, I, I think Corobetti I would still have in the team. It's just you, you've got to have a team of uh, solid and dependable guys yes. around him he, to facilitate dice. his brilliant, uh, brilliance. I mean, the week before he was awful. In terms, of, I mean, he's very good with ball and he always is. But it's kind of like a dice throw. Like you bring him on if you're losing, and hope for the best. Um, then you've got, you know, like we just spoke about the kids, and we've got they've got a pack which I don't think are particularly good. I, again, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, well, who's the captain? Cooper. I just don't think he is. 
up to the up to the standard of other international back um, oh, back rows. I, I think he is. I, I really rate Hooper. I can't. I can't. But, ag- I can't agree with that. But uh, he's 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 in a pack that's going backwards. Yeah. I mean, look, look, is he very good? Yes, he is. Is he better than the New Zealand options for God knows how long? Would he get into the South African back row? Uh, very different. I'd, I'd argue that he's a better all-round player than Sam Kane, who's New Zealand's captain. Yes, and who's had a, pr- a pretty poor season, but has played very well internationally. And I think he's very good in a pack that's going forward internationally. But I think he's amazing. Maybe the best back row on earth at the things which you catch on ca- uh, on camera, which are his little scampering runs. He's amazing at that. But what about everything else? I mean, you know, turnover, so, tackling. I, I really his work rate is immense. Yeah. I think. But Cooper, I, I, I think we're I think we're already giving Australia more time than they deserve. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely we should right. be so, talking more about Richie Mwanga. Richie yeah. Mwanga so Richie Mwanga was incredible. New Zealand won it at a canter. It was more like a training game, and that doesn't bode well for Bledisloe Four. Uh, I mean, is there any point in playing Bledisloe Four? What are they, are they no. playing like? What they're going to learn? Last wins or something? What's the, <laughs> yeah. what, what are the rules for it? But um, I, I want to give a massive amount of credit, not for the quality of the game, but for the grittiness of the performance. Something which Scotland have been lacking. Fair play, Gregor Townsend and his team. Yeah, I mean, this sort of confirms all of my worst fears about Wales. Pivak. Uh, Pivak. 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 Yeah. Um, Pivak's not a bad coach. There's no, he just isn't. He's a coach which gets exactly the standard out of the players that the players are. Well, he arguably overachieved with uh, Scarlets yes. for, for a, a, a good couple of years. Um, also, I wonder if. We are seeing a dry run now for Rob Baxter, a guy who's very successful in the club game, who, oh, when he goes to the international game, you need results now, to, you know, today. Where Rob Baxter, well, Rob Baxter, if you look at how he's done it, year by year, increment, it gets incrementally better and better and better. Uh, Pivak took some time to get Scarlets to where they were, and it's a massive mental shift for Wales. That said, the reason it's a, it's a massive mental shift for Wales is because Warren Gatland understood what he had at his disposal was not that was not all that. They were not a bunch of world class players, and therefore he had to ram them into a game plan which would get get the most out of them. Whereas now they've been asked to play a game plan which is Pivak's game plan, regardless of who he has available. Mm. And I expect there to be a lot more losses and a lot more heartache for Wales before they turn a corner, if indeed they ever do. Because I suspect a few more losses and this guy might be gone. So that was four losses on the bounce for Wales. Yep. That was um, comfortably the worst performance. Uh, yeah. Of so, those four defeats. Yeah. Um, and they lost at home to Scotland for the first time in 18 years in the Six Nations. Yep. Now, in Wales' defence, the conditions were absolutely awful. Well, and it made it a bit of a lottery. The wind was bad. The wind, and it started absolutely belting down halfway through the first half did it yeah and the ball was very greasy oh and to be fair do you remember was it last year or the year it might have been last Feb, 2019 February when uh, England won away at Murrayfield in biblically bad conditions and they, they needed that late Lewis Ludlam try to sneak past them yeah and yeah. and Scotland are no mugs no I mean Scotland indeed are the only team to beat France in this year's Six yeah. Nations and Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson are a serious pair and, and they were perfect for these conditions and that that was actually my biggest um, complaint about Wales was um, the Scotland pack in particular adapted to the refereeing yeah. um, and the refereeing was um, pretty strict around the breakdown not 
um, allowing anything if you weren't supporting your own body weight and definitely not allowing um, any side entry into the rooks. Yeah. Scotland, Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson adapted to that brilliantly. The Welsh back row and the Welsh pack did not and they gave no. away silly, silly penalties time and time again. So the thing which concerned me about this game and watching it I got more and more frustrated number one Scotland were better in the scrums I don't think there's much doubt about that until, until uh, about 65 minutes when who was it that came on was uh, it when Wynne Jones came on yes they started with Fran- I think they started with Francis, Francis and Ke- and Reese Carey yeah, yeah Carey yeah. uh, and they are big boys Ryan Lai's a big boy I mean they yeah, are yeah. they're a big physical unit uh, turns out the scrimmaging wasn't great, and that's disappointing yeah. because that's what you pick Thomas Francis for. That's what you pick Reese Carey for, although he can carry as well. <laughs> um, the lineouts were an absolute shambles. The lineouts on line- both teams yeah. from both sides. Now people will blame the wind, wind for this, right? And the wind is 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 gusty. The secret to this is have the ball in the air for as short a period of time as you possibly can. Because the longer it is, it is in the air, the more that the wind gets yeah, yeah. Um, get, get, gets taken. So, if you're trying to shape the ball, okay. So, what I mean by that, Tim Tim knows exactly what I mean. You know, you want to sort of lob over over the jumper in you know, yeah, into nice, nice else. arc, nice arc. Yeah, shaping shaping it in. It's not going to work. You need to drill it in. And if you're going to drill it in, you probably need to shorten your numbers. And I'm I will let them off to this degree. Right, which is no matter what the conditions, always pick your best option because you're better off going for your best option rather than going to contested option. So that if they manipulate the game so they are contesting you, thinking you're going to go to the front ball, well, you're best off hit, going to the back to ball. The, anyway. We need a special spin-off line-out pod because you love it. <laughs> yeah. These last couple of months, you absolutely love it. Yeah, so you know they've obviously got. You know, so that, I know what they're trying to do. So I, I, I don't blame them for that. What I do blame them for, however, is not why didn't they shorten their numbers. Yeah, that that would be a, a that would be a pretty good idea. If you go to five man line out, they can only lift one pod unless uh, unless it's not. Well, it, go back to that. Uh, is it Einstein quote? The definition <laughs> of stupidity is doing the same thing and, and expecting a different, a different result. result. Yeah. yeah, but both teams did it. Both teams yeah. did it because they're the, professionals. The one Wales, the, the Welsh try, Reese Carey's try came from Fraser Brown on his own five meter line out after he's just taken a knock and been down receiving treatment. Yeah, trying to hit back ball. Missing it spectacularly, and Wales scoop it up, and about five phases later they go under the post. There's so many things you can do. You can put the you know, put the nine at the, nine at the front of the line. There's, there's there's all these different options which you can build in into your lineouts. And for two teams at the height of their power, you know, this is as, as good as it gets in the north in the northern northern hemisphere. For them not to be able to figure out wind is a joke. Well, let's um, let's focus on a positive. Alan Wynne Jones became the most capped international player of all time when you put his Lions caps alongside his Welsh ones, going ahead of Richie McCaw. Yeah, ah, is that how yeah. they were one, yeah. one four nine. Yes, I did think. I don't. I, I, I saw that graphic come up. I was like, "That's not right." He doesn't have one four nine. He does with his Lions cap, so doesn't he? He does, which definitely counts. Yes, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. They, they might count double. Yeah, it's a funny one. This because in the NFL, they don't count playoff appearances. Oh, really? They no. just count the regular season. They have just have regular season, and I. Yeah, because if they weren't playing Lions, they would be playing an international, I guess. And they do have separate stats for playoffs, don't they, when it gets to yeah. that? They'll say, oh, he's got three out of five wins in the playoffs. And or... do you know what else they have? Separate pay structures for playoffs, too. So there's a pot of money for the playoffs, which we don't have in have in, in rugby. But luckily, the money isn't that much of a problem yet. So 
If you if you're earning twenty million dollars for this year, when you get to the playoffs, you don't still get a continuation of your contract. I think you get a fixed amount per per game. Nice. Well, not if you're making a business decision. Not if you're not if your contract's up. In, that, in which case, you might want to say, "I think I'm going to be getting another twenty million deal next year in free agency." I'm not playing these bloody games. <laughs> I'm not going to blow my knee. Yeah, forget this. For how much? No way. Uh, so that's just a thought. Um, but yeah, Alan, Alan Wynn, unreal uh, a, a achievement in in the second row as well. I know second rows are, are, are generally very robust individuals, but they're also sticking their head into ugly yeah. places you know for what, a whole career. Do you know what made me think about Alan Wynn this week? Uh, kind, kind of it, at least, was the Tom Young's quote from from Eddie. He said, oh, well, he's got 100, you think... Ben, ben Youngs. Sorry, yeah. Ben Youngs. Um, I think he can get 150. It's like, no one's going to get 150. <laughs> and then I thought, bloody hell, actually, yeah, I'll it can be done. It is possible. Yeah. And if he's going to play to the Lions, you'd expect him to what, exceed, maybe... I mean, how far can he go? Well, so he, he turned 35, uh, 35 last month. Um, you'd expect him to play next year at least for Wales whether yeah. he play, whether he's still at the level to get to play for the Lions is a question mark for me I think he'd be at the level to go on the Lions yeah. tour maybe yeah. do, maybe on the on. do midweek Lions tour no they don't count as no. tests so no so it's only it's the only three the tests. tests so Good. Alan Wynne Jones has nine Lions nine caps, Lions caps which is three tests in 2009 <laughs> wow. three tests in 2013 and three tests in 2017 that's amazing that is Christ. incredible yeah, if you can get three more tests. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't. You pair it with... It's possible. It with? Well, Marrow, it's Marrow plus one, isn't it? Marrow and James Ryan? Or, or Alan Wynn? Or possibly Alan Wynn. I mean, it depends how you want to play it. Marrow could easily play at six. He could do. Uh, up against South Africa, maybe you would go Alan Wynn. Yeah, do you maybe. want... The question is, right, do you want to... Out South Africa, South Africa. Because that's what you do when you put Mario at six. You're saying, we're going to go into a big physical confrontation. Well, when you go back to 97 and you think of living with Lions, that was one of the things... Or I don't know whether it was actually in the documentary where they said it afterwards, it, but... The Martin Johnson thing. The Martin Johnson thing. Is that they want... they they Having physically intimidating specimens was important when you yeah. play South Africa. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Psycholo <laughs> psychologically as much as... As much as functionally... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he does three more tests. He's certainly at the level where he could do three more tests right now if you're picking the team tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. I Just a question mark over that. Just just because. Mm. So, in the last year, so he, he he was definitely at that level in the World Cup. Yes. Which is, which is over 12 months ago now. Yep. Since then, I've not seen him play any club rugby. No. I have seen him uh, beat Italy and then lose four consecutive games in the Six Nations mm. yes. as captain. Yes. So there is a question mark in my mind as to whether he can still do it at this age with with the amount of uh, miles on the clock. But going back to Michael Hooper, it's another question of is that because of what's around him or and and yeah, co coaches, yeah, coaches will understand that. Yeah, but to connect the two. But going back to Scotland, I, I just thought there was real grit and and the defensive rear guard is not something that Scotland have. You know, based particularly Gregor Townsend hasn't based right. his rugby around, but they've got a real steeliness. Yeah, they did, and they went for the reverse finsanity plot. Yeah, classic. Taking, yeah, classic reverse finsanity. Take him off. Yeah. So if you think about the Corabetti analogy that I made before, which is you know you want to gamble to win, well they took their gamble early, <laughs> and then they bought him off. Yeah, and it seems to work quite well until Hastings went off. Hastings went off, and Scott, Scott Steele came, came on. on to the wing, and Hog. Moved up to yeah, 
That's weird. Blair because... Cowan went to 15, Hogg moves up to 10, and Langer stayed at 12. Yeah, so Lang, right, is a fly half. Uh, Colhan's fans will say, no, he's not. He's a 12. No, no, he is a fly half. I've seen him play fly half. He came up as a fly half in RGC. He's, one, he, he's, a, he's definitely a fly half. I guarantee you that. He does play 12 for Harlequins, but I was amazed that they didn't move him into 10 because he's a natural 10. Well, who would have gone 12? It's a great question. Yeah. And, there, and that's, but, but I think that's why. 13. I guess I guess because you've got two playmakers. Kinghorn? Kinghorn maybe 30. I've never seen him play there. I'm sure he could do a job. I'm sure. Has he not played 10 at some level? Kinghorn, club level. Anyway. He, pl- he plays a bit, most of his club stuff at 15. Yeah. But I, I don't watch an enormous amount of Edinburgh. But fair play, no. f- as, you, as you've already said, Phil, the first time they've won away Sorry, in Wales I'm in 18 Horn. years. <laughs> oh, Peter yeah. Horn. Yeah, Peter, that's a different, Peter that's a different Horn. player. Peter Horn, Kinghorn's brother... George Horn, Peter Horn, and King Horn, the three Horn <laughs> brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's like the stocks and the car stocks. They're very different. They're very different. But again, we've given, probably given that game as much time as it deserved, other than saying fair play, Scotland. Yeah, well, yeah, Scotland. great, great yeah. result, Scotland. And Scotland um, building nicely. This is a good team. And arguably, I say building nicely, arguably uh, peaking at exactly the wrong time for a World Cup. But yeah, who yeah. knows? Classic. Who, who knows? Classic. So yeah, and Wales finished with eight points. Pathetic. In, in absolutely and, uh, pathetic. Scotland got what fourteen? Was it? Uh, well, it might have been twelve. More than Wales. They, it was, yeah, Scotland a got lot more than Wales. A lot more than Wales. Wales. Significantly more than Wales. Anyway, it was yeah, a good, a good, a good performance Scotland from 14, them. Fourteen. Wales eight. Yeah. So so Wales got the wooden spoon. Excluding Italy, yeah, which yeah, the, yeah, because you, you might as well exclude Italy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about excluding Italy now. Uh, so England were good, I guess. I mean, you can't really judge England much on this. Can well, you? Do you, well, do you know what? For everything people were saying about Ben Spencer, and I understand it, you got to say you can't argue if you were just knew nothing about any of the players and just was sat down in that stadium and watched the game you'd go wow that, that scrum off's a bit he's a, ben, he's a bit good isn't he Ben Young's yes he had he does do this though. he does you're right he, does, he has one game in six where he is world class he looks incredible running tries in for fun beating defenders and he did it in this game and he's done. He's done it. it. It almost doesn't seem to matter who the team is because I've seen him do it against New Zealand. I've seen him do it against South Africa. If you where he made Peter Steff, the toy best player in the world, look like a fool. Yes. But then he has his other games and his basketball pass uh, missed three straight into touch and all the rest of it slower on the ball, meaning the ten so, got no time. Do you remember we had this uh, the big debate about um, why Owen Farrell has, has dropped Ben Spencer effectively? Right? <laughs> that, 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 that's how that's how I'll summarise it. So you remember? <laughs> so I, I did look into this a little bit more. Um, not about Owen Farrell dropping Ben Spencer. Okay. Like, why are these lads not making it? Uh, and I say these lads, Spencer and of course Robson, and the the feedback I get from almost everyone is they're just not loud enough for international rugby, and I think that's such a weird thing to say, but that's that is it. That is the feedback I get from players, from people who played with them, like across the game, they're just not loud enough. So Ed, I- Eddie has very clear ideas in certain positions that I, that you can tell, like the back row, for example, of certain roles he wants fulfilled. So yeah. maybe that's just something he's got in his yeah. head. Um, I, do, I, I do know, and I remember, a slightly different standard, but when I was a very young man playing at Sedgley, the criticism of me early days was not loud enough, not loud enough, not loud yeah. enough. And it was something I really, really had to work on. And um, you end up being 
kind of one of the loudest guys on the pitch and you end up like as I played most of my um, senior rugby as a wing or fullback you end up t- like um, call in the line and being incredibly loud but it's not it's not an easy thing it's no, certainly it's to some individuals me included it doesn't come naturally so one of the things um, I heard was about gun safety have I told you this before? Gun safety. Gun safety. Like, literally, firearm safety. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a good way to think of things. And it is in the military, uh, particularly the American military, when you're handling a gun, um, you talk yourself through it aloud so everyone can hear you. They don't call it a gun, by the way. It's a, it's a, it's a rifle or a... Uh... Uh, is, or a is, pistol or things like that. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a rifle. So if, yeah. You're, yeah. if you're handling your rifle, um, say things aloud, because otherwise you might not do them. So, and I think it's no different with it's no different with rugby. So, if you're pointing at a man and saying you're going to tackle him, you better tackle him because you're now accountable to tackling him. Yeah. And if you're going to be stood somewhere, you better tell someone that you're stood somewhere, or you might not do it. As soon as you're quiet, you get less accountable. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair enough. And it, it, this it is really important when you're making split second decisions in at this level of rugby. Um, you have to communicate what you're doing to the man inside you and the man outside you. And think around. think how much longer, uh, how many more games you might have played in your body-wrecked career, Phil, <laughs> if you'd have shouted, your man, a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not ben, my man! <laughs> well, ben Young's kind of did that uh, on one <laughs> yeah. of the, the blots, on his, one of the few blots on his copybook in this game where he made a half-hearted attempt to tackle Jake Pledry, who then ran into the corner. <laughs> There are some guys, if you decide not to tackle them, I think I'll give you a pass. You know, if you know for a fact you can't tackle him, that's almost professional, isn't it? That's using your professional acting and saying, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I let him in. He's school. got proper Bristolian farmer strength, hasn't yeah. he? Um, Ploughing the fields of White Ladies Road. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're not... Um, Italy aren't going to miss Sergio now. No. Well... No. Well, they'll, they'll, of course they'll miss him. Yeah, because yeah, he's been talismanic for so long. They'll miss, they'll miss the Sergio in his prime, and they'll. Yeah, there's other things that Sergio could do. Some yeah. of the deft offloads and touches and the link play. That but the fundamentally useless on, 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 on it. Well, <laughs> to be honest, it doesn't really matter for Italy. No, no, it's wasted actually. Yeah, you know, all the deft offload. I mean, it's like serving truffle oil at McDonald's. It's just what would be, what would be the point? Well, Italy could have uh, Kieran Reid in his prime. Um, Dwayne, Dwayne Vermaelen in his prime and another amazing bar- um, what's his name Pickamoles in his prime as their three back rows it's not, it's not actually going to make any difference no, it's going to make no difference whatsoever uh, yeah they're a lost cause I think um, <laughs> just I, I found out something quite interesting on, on the weekend just while I was on Ben Young so to say objectively he's not the best this that and the other but we've already done Ben Young's who has the record for the fastest pass in the world <laughs> I think I know. I think. Oh no, hold on. And what is the speed? Is it Willie Hines? It is not Willie Hines. Is it Peter Stringer? It is not Peter Stringer. Is it Dan uh, Robson? It is not Dan Robson. You're, you're very close, though. Ben Valicott. Very close. Uh, Joe Simpson? Correct. Interesting. Uh, it's been clocked in at 46 miles an hour. Is that fast? No. Well, it must be fast if it's the yeah. fastest person. Well, <laughs> allegedly, that's what's in the Guinness uh, uh, in the Guinness World Record book. So, so me and Joe Simpson yeah. are both in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I, yeah, which is you know, astonishing. Um, I, I found that out because I wanted to know how far the wind could take the ball if it was in the air for two for two seconds. 
So how far, how fast is it going one way, and how fast is it, is it going the next way? So I quickly googled it, and up popped a little stat about Joe Simpson and how fast the ball is. Mm. So oh, that's a nice little trivia question. So Joe Simpson, I wonder if I wonder if anyone could can beat that because he's a scrum half and he can pass pretty quickly he can pass pretty quickly I don't know I'd love to see it yep there we go maybe uh, instead of playing actual rugby games next year because like, it's not banned but the, the leagues are uh, not going to continue yeah, you could just have scrum uh, half pass yeah we could do like a um, oh, they, they used to be some kick. Yeah, 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 like individual Pants. skill no. contests yeah, like, like, like turn it into yeah and like you could get tighter props doing deadlift yeah, now you're talking. Or or some find some way of like measuring the force on a scrum machine and, and seeing who can exert well, I the think most BC force. Sport have got that with the smashometer. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So just on England, uh, that, to be fair to them, to be, to go from where they were World Cup finalists to lose and losing that, it would be easy for them to go into their shell. They've they really kicked. They've really kicked, kicked on. I think it's ma- massively encouraging. Um, the domestic game, despite all the COVID and stuff, seems to be in a great situation because of Exeter and, and Bristol winning their respective competitions. Com- 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 and I think they're just going to con- continue onwards because the talent that they've got available to them yeah. coming through now is. I, this I, I, I think you say you say kick on. I think yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah. There has been some change, but actually, there was most of the names on that team sheet uh, were World Cup final, the World Cup final sign, but but yeah. for a couple of. Changes and most and a couple of those were injuries, well, rather than selections. Ollie Thorley's now an England player, which is great. Um, Tom, Tom Dunn, Dunn is it now? I, have you seen that video? Yeah, it's Tom lovely. I, I can't watch it because I've got a feeling it's going to be emotional. I, I, it's just brilliant. It's not so emotional. It's not like the Razzie Erasmus talking about Mapimpi. Have you seen that video? I don't want to see it. No, I, I, I don't like that. It's that's it's uh, that that that's one that that really gets you. So, but um, so yeah, the Tom Don one is just him talking to his family back home and. And obviously, it's you know he's got his England England cap on that he's just been presented with, and they want he's waiting to find out if they won the Six Nations Championship. But yeah, it's lovely. The Mapimpi one is from from that South African documentary, Chasing the Sun. Chasing the Sun that's the one. I've not seen this. I've heard of it. And it's a clip. It's a clip of Razi Erasmus talking about the fact that on the numbers of the South African jerseys, the players uh, you'll you'll love this. I can't wait. It sounds quite Stuart Lancaster sort of thing they were asked to give them a load of photographs of family members which they then collage together in the number of every individual shirt so they had their friends and family and they, they had their loved ones pictures in on the shirt I don't think it was during the World Cup it was for anyway but whatever Mapimpi only had pictures of himself because he has no family really and Razzy Erasmus just loses it when he's explaining this story it's re- re- really really oh God. beautiful amazing and really uh, yeah poignant yeah really poignant and quite dark but, so what you're saying is Stuart Lancaster should have won a world cup yes if it wasn't for Sam Burgess correct Sam Burgess bloody ruining hell ruining everything everything um, so this, this game before you um, I, think, I think we should finish on it pretty soon but England looked rusty England would have I imagine have been a bit sharper had they have had um, a game last week, yep. which we'll we'll go on to. It was never in doubt in my mind that they were going to get a bonus point win. They, they comfortably got the bonus point win. Uh, they did enough. Yep. I, tell you, I tell you, it was in doubt. Uh, just going back to the de- debuts, I, it was in doubt Tom Dunn was going to come on. I know. I my, was, my, that was like the most nerve-wracking part of the entire game yeah, for me. I was because they were talking about it in comms and Flatman were like because they they joked he was on and then he wasn't on and then the, the clock is running down. Yeah, because after that scrum, the, 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 you know, 
there is a very good chance the ball stays in play for the Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, I'm so glad he got on, and he actually got stuck in as well. He had a, a few tackles to make in, and a, um, a couple of carries. Well, something, yeah, in that last last period. So I'm really pleased he got on. Can I say something? I was really pleased about. Yes. Oh, well, we haven't mentioned Johnny Hill as well. He got he got his debut. Yeah, got a yellow and card in his debut. Got a yellow card oh, on yes, debut. Yes, he did. Didn't he? It was his yeah. debut. Yeah, debut yeah. on I can't debut. That. that we've got. How did he started on his debut? Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got like that beard. Ugh. I think we need to have a word now. I mean, it was the novelty has worn <laughs> off for me, and it's it's now getting like deliverance levels. Yeah. You, you kind of want to see him in a pair of dungarees. <laughs> do you remember when they used to do um, music for players that scored? Like, so Scotland did it first. Like you just pick your tune. Yeah, I, the, the the deliverance music would be quite cool. Should, <laughs> the dueling should, should, banjos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should he should he score? Uh, I mean, like that. that's, that's his first cap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's his first he, first appearance in an England squad. I'm blown away by that. I, I thought what a, the, what a few squad. weeks for him. Yeah. What what a few weeks for Henry Slade scores in three consecutive games. Yeah. Final 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 England. Six Nations Championship victory try. Yeah. Three trophies in three weekends. Three Easy, tries for three trophies in three. Weekends. And he's devilishly handsome. Easy as rugby. I did think um, he was wasted at twelve actually. Uh, not because he can't play it or anything, just I didn't think the game came to him. Yeah, the whole game was very stop. Yeah. It looked like two teams that have not played properly. Like Razzie said, um, when uh, the Springboks declined the rugby championship, you need 400 minutes of, of real rugby. Yeah. And there, there's an element of that that's getting the individuals the match fitness, which these players will have. And there's an element of that which is getting them the experience of working together, new combinations, new line out lifting, new sc- all all of it. Um, and yeah, a lot of players didn't stand out. No. Um, I did one one other thing worth mentioning is England did it again with a first five minute try with a pre planned mm. move, which yeah. is a lovely move with um, the decoy being Mako and Billy, um, Mako with the soft hands to to fast picking the line. They, they, they've done it time and time again. But then the disappointing thing is Eddie. Or whoever it is, skills coach um, Mitchell or whoever is um, preparing these pre-planned uh, set plays early on in the game that they can execute brilliantly and score tries off time and time and time and time again. But then when things break down, England seem to struggle a little yeah, bit, a bit for, for um, ideas. But maybe maybe that's just me reading too much into this game and the rustiness of the players. Yeah, I expect England to look very powerful after eight weeks of togetherness. Yeah. yeah, eight weeks. I don't know how many. Weeks well, got. Do you know who's another three or four uh, weeks? Someone I can't. I'm, I apologise. I can't remember the name right now, and I don't have my phone on me. Um, uh, but someone tweeted to our rugby podcast just to highlight that after we were talking about the incredible shape that Mark Wilson's in, the we need to highlight the incredible shape that Tom Curry is in. He <laughs> yes. is massive. He is massive. He is absolutely was, massive. Sam Coburn. Sam, Sam Coburn. Co- thank Co- you. Um, it's Co- I think it's Coburn. <laughs> <laughs> back row, hashtag back row beef. Tom Curry, there was a picture of him the other day, because he's got his like long lockdown hair, hasn't he? He looks great. He, he looks, looks good. His hair looks a bit like he's trying to be uh, a poor man's Ben Foden. Ooh. But, but his rig... He well, is think enormous. About it, right? Like people say, oh, you know, sales South Africans, uh, it, it's it's not great for the English game. 
Well, it is if you're trying to breed flankers because <laughs> if you've got to fight these South Africans every bloody day in training, yeah. you, you're going to need to need to up your game. You know, it's not easy to uh, beat up Luke, uh, Luke, uh, John Luke Dupree or Dan Dupree or John Russell. Yeah. Stacking Dupree's is his stacking um, Dupree's is his, hobby. Is his training yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah. The, the interview with I think I can't remember if it was with Tom Curry or Ben Curry actually during lockdown, but he basically they both went and lived back at the family home during lockdown set up a gym at home and um and whichever one of them it was talking about the other said that on the odd occasion they'd sort of one the other one would come into the kitchen sweating and they'd and he'd go what have you what have you been doing oh i just went and did some some, some more weights. Weights. what right i'm going <laughs> <laughs> so they so they've, they've both come back out of lockdown enormous well I, I know i've said this before right and i'll say it again uh, if you ask anyone in sale who is the best player? Who, who do you really rate? They all say Ben Curry. They all say Ben Curry. You go, well, what about Tom Curry? Oh, yeah, he's really good too. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they are, they're both pretty good. Why Ben can't get in the England team, I do not know. Uh, but they're both really good. I, I, I agree. I don't know why Ben... So, Tom in the England team. You can't have Ben, but you can have um, Tom Willis... Uh, Underhill, Lewis Ludlam, who were all Jack Willis. Sorry, Sorry. Jack Jack Willis, yeah. not Tom Willis. Did Jack Willis? He didn't, he didn't no, play, didn't no. play. Did he just not get picked? Travelling reserve. Yeah, not not in the the matchday squad. But yeah, but Ben Curry surely is a better replacement for t- Tom Curry than Lewis Ludlam. You would have thought, or Ben Earl. I don't know they all do slightly different things, but Eddie's not pick- Eddie's picking them to do the same thing. Well, yeah, if you've got defined roles, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've got no idea. I, fi- I find that confusing. But yeah. I, again, as I've said it before, I'll say it again. I, tr- I do trust Eddie totally. I just can't work out the reasoning behind yeah. it. Maybe the- it's just to keep people motivated. I don't know. The final thing I would say that's a big positive was we had our major fears about the kit being really ill-fitting because the photographs were not good, but they clearly they, they got it tailored a bit to the players. It looked oh, I all don't right. Know. I'm, not, I'm not with you there, Tim. It wasn't, ba- it wasn't baggy in all the wrong places like some of those pictures. It wasn't great. It who, wasn't. who took his shirt off? Who was struggling? Sam Underhill. Underhill. Yeah. Look great. Sam Underhill does look great. Not quite as defined as uh, Wilson. No. But look great. But the shirts don't look great. I, mean, I thought they looked all right. I, I thought they looked okay. I, I, I do think but they okay need to do some, enough, right? something with the... There's some baggy bits around the shoulders. How I can't quite work make, out. The size of these guys' shoulders. I mean, <laughs> how you make them baggy is beyond me. I mean, it must be really difficult. That's, a, that's an engineer, engineering triumph in itself. <laughs> to get baggy shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've got some of the most marketable bodies... In, in world sports, your kit that you put on these players should look remarkably good. And if it doesn't, then you've done something horribly wrong. <laughs> horribly wrong. It's a fair point. Um, so, yeah, well done, England. On yeah, the Six yeah. Nations Championship. Yeah. Uh, now, the game which I... The only game that I really enjoyed all, all weekend. All weekend. Well, how about... Because... We talked about the English game being really good. How about we like we we keep the and the amazing game on ice for a couple of minutes, yeah, and just quickly get into the fact that English rugby and I think English and Welsh, I think Wales rugby union have separately made a, a similar decision, yeah, where all rugby at uh, well in England, in the RFU's case below level two, which is the championship, there's going to be no league rugby this whole season. 
So until September 2021, there will be no league rugby. So my attitude on this has changed quite a lot since Friday night. So on Friday night, the RFU kind of snuck out a... A press release, I guess, or a little memo. No, it was an email. Actually. It was. It was an email. It was an email, it was an email to members. There was no press release that went with yeah, it. Right. There was no one. No press conference. There was no one put forward to an, a, answer questions. It was an email to members on a Friday night before Super Saturday. So you could argue, and it well, it looks like they were trying to bury bad news. Yes. Um, just like the Department Department of Transport on September 11th or whatever it was, uh, good days of Barry, but uh, bad news. Um, I, yeah, it wasn't it, the the London bombings. Was that? Uh, what was the like, name? Mary 2007. something. Uh, anyway, let's let's not get into that. Mary something. Anyway, I'll I'll cut up. Um, yeah, so that's what they did. And so I got this message sent to me. Obviously, I was gutted because, in my mind, what that says is no rugby this year. It doesn't really mean that's that. how it read. Yes, that's how it read. That's definitely how it read. Cancel adult competitive leagues for the 2021 season. Yeah. Now, it's not what it means. What it means is that the competitive leagues won't be going ahead this year. And if you think about it, that kind of does make some sense because promotion relegation might not be the fairest and you might yeah, get really hard half season yeah. or, or like a team that doesn't deserve it going up and a team that yeah. doesn't deserve it coming down so you could get that on the other hand right it is not good enough to put out a press release no sorry not put out a press release on, on a Friday with the information that it said but with no thought about what is replacing the league structure. I, I, I cannot get my head around this. Yeah. And, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that rugby, lately, it, there's been a lot of this, unfortunately, where rugby union has had done a terrible job at communicating the RFU with its race. stakeholders. I mean, there's no two ways about it now. They are a absolute farce. Uh, the way they've handled the community game, I, this might surprise you, but I have a begrudging admiration to trade unions. And the reason that I do, right, is because I think there's a really important point in society in general that you're able to defend the indefensible. And I think that they do that really, really well. But that, it's, it's, it's an important thing, important thing to do. If you are defending the indefensible, at least someone can come and make an argument as to why what you're doing is so bad or why your argument yeah, is... Yeah, and, and branching that out to our judicial, judicial system, it's an amazing job that defence lawyers do. Exactly, same thing. D- defending same thing. people who are banged to rights and have done yeah. something awful because that's... That's the cornerstone of a everything of a fair society and and Every- everyone being equal under the law. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree with that. It's vitally important. The RFU, right? Uh, I was discussing this with uh, a good friend of mine who's a director of rugby in a different club. He goes, "Yeah, but they've got a scientist and they're listening to well, get different scientists, get a scientist which back up what you want to do because that is your job as an advocate of of the game. If it's wrong." Well, then that will come out in the wash when, uh, with, uh, with people arguing, but don't just toe the line. And not getting into it. There's, there's plenty of examples of people picking yeah, scientists they want to... Uh... I'll find you a scientist. If you want a scientist that will agree with what we say, we either pay them enough or we just find, <laughs> you know, find out who's saying what, get them on board. It is not difficult. Right? They're meant to be advocates for the bloody game and they couldn't be doing a worse job. Um, they are going to put up the what, what, what are we calling them now? The, the Hungry Thirteen. Hungry Thirteen. Hungry Thirteen managed to get one game cancelled. Right, the RFU have cancelled the whole season for every game in the game in the land, and there's no accountability what, whatsoever. They've got rid of literally hundreds of staff 
thousands of hours worth of community coaching and there will be no comeuppance whatsoever. You know, they might have priorities, but their priorities are uh, 100%, number one, arse um, uh, covering for those at the top, which is why they're so into laws and rules and regulations and following and being seen to do the, the supposed right thing. And then second to that would be revenue. So we're asked to support the national team and get excited about Ben Young's new boots for his for his hundredth game. I can't put on my put on put on my boots now. Well, by the time I put on my boots, it'll be about nine months since my last competitive game. If, you know, if you're lucky. If I'm lucky. If I'm lucky. Um, so my message to them is: get your act together. Go and find someone to advocate for the. I can't, I can't swear them. Advocate for the game. Your job is to get the game played. That's it. Next weekend, there's a good chance that I'll be playing Rugby League. A proper, full-contact game of Rugby League, because that is been played. Is it? Yes. Yes. That's the big winner out of this. Actually, no, it's not anymore. Oh, no, because of lockdown. Because of lockdown. lockdown. But it was due to be. be. Oh, okay. So, again, if something comes in above... The RFE. This is. I'm. I'm totally with you, JB. If something comes in above, like in this case, the government, um, and says that can't happen. That well, you can't blame the RFU for that. Yeah. But, but yeah, that they're they are a union for the clubs. They are trying trying to do the best for the clubs. And exactly. if if someone above them says you can't do that for this reason and this reason, fair enough. But. Just I, to, I'm totally with you on yeah. that. I, like they keep saying, "Oh well, we defo- uh, oh, sorry, we phoned the Department of Sport and Culture or whoever the hell it is." Well, what did you say? You know, what, what did you do? Did you did did you do anything, or do you just take orders? And what what arguments did you go equipped with? How did you handle it? You know, nothing has been made made public whatsoever. Um, they're an absolute disgrace. And the sooner they all disappear, the better, actually. I would like to see someone form up a new union now. And, there's, and there is an element, by the way, just t- taking gyms, for example, and I'm not w- going to get into the whole thing, but I, I, I would have thought... I, I just feel sorry for people that have spent a, a shed load of money on gyms and um, CrossFit uh, boxes and things like that, making their place COVID-secure. Oh, yeah. All the money they've spent on that. And then I, th- I, would, I would have thought that trying to encourage people to live healthy lifestyles might have a number of benefits yes. very poignant ones at the minute and uh, and again so trying to find a way that what can we do and going back to your point about they didn't come up with an alternative this was the bit that did my head in on Friday uh, and when I thought about it over the weekend <laughs> why they didn't come in going well this is what we can do yes like here's here's a, a glass half full or it just seemed like they gave a an empty glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, yeah, we kind of give given up. We don't really know what to do. I, they're just so, uh, they're just so incompetent. It's not even incompetent. They're so uh, timid. Uh, like there's, there's, there's no, there seems to be no fight about them whatsoever. And you, know, you know, hey, give, give them, give them a serious problem like diversity within the uh, uh, within the RFU management, and they're all over it. They're, you know, they're, they're busy sending uh, emails to their staff saying check, check your privilege. But when it comes down to actually what they're meant to be doing, when it's not some performative role for for Bill Sweeney, they're absolutely fucking useless. Uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. Um, I'm just trying to think of. Oh yeah. Anyway, so now we have established that they're absolutely useless, unless anyone else wants to add any more uselessness to it. Um, <laughs> well, so, uh, so useless I get... at communication. Yes. Definitely. No, no, no. Useless in, in general. In general, because they should have had something like. So my my league the, is is not ran by the RFU. It's not an RFU league. It is a Lancashire league, right? 
And although I do not want to play the tournament that they have proposed, at least they have got options. Mm-hmm. And this is a bunch of guys who are, uh, you know, they just do it basically because they like doing it. And they've come up with an option. The RFU have not got a secondary option. That's unacceptable. Well, I do remember a time, I remember going to watch, I used to play mini rugby at Newbury, and I would go along and watch the old first team game on a Saturday afternoon in the days when there was no league structure. And it was, we've already talked about the merit. The merit table. It was just fixtures, you'd have this game, that game. There was the county championship that occasionally Berkshire would have a game uh, I remember Cornwall come in with coach loads of people for a game, a county championship match. And so there, there, were, there was all this structure. And what I woke up with on Saturday was thinking, do you know what? Actually, it's not that there's no rugby. That's not what the RFU meant. That's how they made it, made it sound. But actually, this is an opportunity. Sorry, we don't need them to tell us what to do. This is a chance for, um, well, so the local club... Uh, nearest club to us, Broughton Park, has a really rich history. It used to have England yeah. internationals and stuff. This is a chance for it to rekindle some rivalries with Manchester Rugby Club and Wilmslow and and all, and all these these old old rivalries that have, have lasted through the years. And that's exactly the point I was going to make, which is this is a incredible opportunity for forward thinking people in clubs like myself uh, <laughs> to quickly invent your own tournament I mean you know I, 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 well, JB Cup the J, JB the, Cup 2.0 the 2.0 yeah I don't know what happened to the JB Cup uh, the administrators disappeared I think they even folded the website website to, to, to handle um, yeah so uh, the, for instance the Northwest has got some grand old teams uh, so I mean, actually, Sedgley Park isn't a grand old team. It's, it's just a good team. Uh, but like Preston Grasshoppers would be one. Waterloo, yeah. Waterloo is Wa- a grand old team. Yeah, Waterloo. I mean, Waterloo actually. Waterloo could easily play against LSH and Birkenhead Park and West Park and New Brighton. New Brighton. Good I mean, these team. are good clubs. This is that. That is a league I'd be interested in knowing about week yeah. in week out. I used to love playing at Waterloo. It's classic because it? of the the history there. And yeah, the, the, the tiny clubhouse with the reserved um, chairman first team. Coach, yeah. um, the little drug club thing. captain, uh, parking spaces. And let me take you back to the very first rugby that happened during lockdown when the New Zealand Aotearoa tournament started and how much we that, that caught our imagination because it was just focused around the rivalries of those, yeah. those teams within New Zealand. And if you think about that on a regional or local or city-wide level in it, across England, I think there's a great opportunity to, to have something meaningful, fun, that connects emotionally with people, that gets again this is all based on what we're allowed to do but gets clubhouses full of people that are interested in rugby well, without it being without it being the this is your problem Tim. the league structure right the problem is we might well get back to playing and although some of these clubs are basically well there's fields there a little building with a field ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I guess no one's allowed to watch it because it's sport. I mean, it'd be, be ironic, wouldn't it? If you could go and watch Broughton Park, but you couldn't watch Sale Sharks. Yeah, but that that just if we're getting back to playing, surely there can be not non-league football has crowds. Does it really? Yeah, does it? I'm pretty, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know how you stop someone walking their dog. I don't know. Around, yeah, around, around Didsbury, around I know, Simon Fields. And over the summer, multiple times, I went and watched cricket at the local cricket club and had a beer, out, sat outside in the sunshine yeah. at my local cricket club with, and there might have been. 50 people around the whole of a uh, so I've cricket, got, cricket field. I've got ambitions on um, a inner ring, uh, inner ring road, inner ring road an, an inner M60 tournament or South Manchester <laughs> tournament. So maybe Tock H, Broughton Park, Burnage, uh, yeah. uh, Broughton Rugby Club. Uh, Broughton and more the other side of the more they're, they're, they're north. They're, they're, if, depends if what you do it. They're North Manchester. Or I mean, Salford, Broughton could have a they're... right good scrap against De La Salle. I would Ooh, be interested yeah. to find that out. So this is it. So we, we'd love to know. We'd love to know if if there are already plans in place. If but if not, that would be the message. Just start making phone calls to your local clubs. Like even. I mean, here's an example. Maybe, uh, and the lockdown might affect this for the next month or so. But you know, maybe there might come a time. If the last few weeks you'd been doing this, you could have joint training sessions with in COVID secure Don't think situations. I'm not this, Tim. <laughs> so you could have uh, joint training sessions in COVID secure uh, arenas, and, and you might act, you might happen to fall into a game type structure for f- only for fifteen minutes, uh, of course. Exactly, yeah. 15 minutes. only the fifteen minutes. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know. Four fifteen-minute blocks. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Only the fifteen minutes, obviously. Absolutely JB. right. Otherwise, it'd be irresponsible. Sixteen minutes, everyone dies. It all gets arrested. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there are. I mean, they're, they're, in a way, kind of quite looking forward to it because if you can, well, it depends what what happens. If we get put in a league with people who I deem to be worse than us, I'm not going to be happy. And it depends what type of rugby it is. Yeah, that's another big one. That is another big one. Like the fact is, as you said, were it not for lockdown, you could have gone and played a full contact game of rugby league this weekend. Yeah, and that's what I was planning. I was planning to travel and, into Wigan, and um, yet rugby, U- and yet rugby union, you could have done a structured touch, yeah. and that would have been it. Which... Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. I hate touch with the passion. I mean, I, I, that's not saying I don't appreciate touch players and touch as own sport. But not as a replacement yeah. for my sport. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So w- we'll have to, we'll have a chance to talk about this again. But uh, yeah, the comms once more did yeah. rugby union. But just remember, no favours. Just remember that RFU when you're punishing Chris Robshaw um, and Co. Um, they cancelled one game. You've just cancelled a whole season. So yeah, well, I do want to touch on that. Yes, the, the hungry thirteen a j- little j- bit. Just a second. There's some lead buzzing at the moment. Can you just can you just fiddle oh. with that? Oh. Should I take? There you go. That's gone. Has it gone? Yeah. Oh. Is it back? No, it's quieter. That's fine. Okay. okay. Hungry thirteen, fire, go. Hungry thirteen. So yeah, they got charged. When was it? Was it Wednesday um, or Thursday? So they've now been charged by the RFU. I, I, I find this really interesting. I, I don't actually have a massive problem with the RFU um, bringing this charge because we've, I, I've said it before. Rugby at the moment is really important for um, clubs and unions' finances because everyone is is massively struggling. This was a game that would have got um, TV revenue in, um, and it got obviously cancelled because of some dull decision making. Let's let's just put it like that, and some lying. Uh, well, well, well yeah. alleged. But they're meant to be lying. That's no, the whole no, 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 some yeah, alleged lying. Which... I would lie for either of you two. I wouldn't, think, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even think twice <laughs> yeah. about yeah. it. But I'm actually now 
So let, let's move on from the yes. outrage either way. I'm actually interested to see where this goes because... Mm. So they've been charged under RFU Rule uh, 5.12... Which oh, yeah. is, um, I won't read the full rule, but they've been charged with conduct prejudicial to the interests of the, of the union and or the game. And so that sparked something in me, which was, I remember that rule getting invoked and someone getting charged on this before. Was it Cipriani? It was Cipriani. Yeah, the dr- 2018. The drink. In Jersey. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jersey. Uh, 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 Golden, Golden Fist. Fist. Golden, Golden Fist. Golden Fist. Sorry, now, yeah. what was he, tra- he was charged for? Under undervaluing his wrists, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Platinum, Platinum wrists. wrists. Platinum wrists. Would be correct. Yeah. Um, so he was charged with this rule as well, which was strange at the time. And th- there is a bit of a contradiction here because, and that he wasn't. Uh, I mean, I guess he was operating on behalf within the bounds of a club who operate under the banner of the RFU but he certainly wasn't on England duty or anything no. like that you're not allowed a, to have fun in a, after a pre-season match no, yeah he was, on, he was on a, a piss up a team building piss up after who a pre-season they, game who do these people think they are anyway he got charged with it and he got basically let off with a slap on the wrist he was found guilty but there was no sanction brought against him and it's 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 interesting to see where this goes because because there's no specific sanctions under 5.12. They can, in theory, charge them with anything. They can give them a ban. They can give them a fine. They can sus- suspend them. They can do uh, what they want. Yeah, I mean, I they, said, could, they could gunge them or dunk them if they wanted to. <laughs> there you go. That'd be all right. No, I, I reckon that it should be like you know when uh, in American, like like a. Uh, sort of teenage shows you know someone some parent catches their kid smoking so they make them smoke a whole packet actually they ah. should just <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to leave until all of this is gone like locker room locking yeah exactly <laughs> no but it's a hungry 13 so maybe it would be eat eating a load of Italian food we've got to eat our way out you've got to eat your way out and they could do it they could do it eat your body weight in garlic bread and I, I, may, I would maybe. some TV money for the union as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch. I'd, I'd pay for that. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, like you like that uh, I, that Japanese show. Um, do you remember Clive James used to have a show on a Sunday night? Crikey, I do. And the Beatles, um, the, the the Bee Gees walked off it. Oh that? no, that's Clive Anderson. Oh, no, hang on, who's Clive James? Clive James is an Aussie guy, but he used to have this show. Uh, and oh, you're it, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it Sorry, had this, and there was always a, a Japanese TV show called Endurance that, that they always used to show a clip of. Yes. And it was just Japanese people doing it. Uh, this is yeah. This is before we could all watch Takeshi's Castle. Oh, yes, yeah, before that. But yeah. it was yeah, it was darker and more. Yeah, it was it was like is they, there, they'd have to go in a bath thing of. You could put on TV before YouTube. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was really novel. I, yeah. I, I remember it now. So just, maybe just put them through a load of trials like that. You can either pay a massive fine, or, have a huge band, or you can have something we can telefi- televise, which is a bit humiliating. So if you. the RFU do that, my uh, respect for them would increase massively. Yeah, all, all is forgiven if they do that. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe not all, but... I don't know how I... Yeah, I mean, it might, might be increased slightly. I, I'm interested to see how the RPA handle this. Will they be giving them representation? Will they, you know, what support do they get? Well, the RPA is for Premiership players, which doesn't account for all of the people involved. Well, we oh. don't know all the names, but there are no, 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 RPA s- and, and Championship. Oh yeah, yes, but some correct. of them are not that. Like uh, all the England lads are, aren't they? Fergus Musfat. Well, it depends what Robshaw. And Chris Robshaw isn't anymore. Chris Robshaw isn't no because his but contract has expired and he's about to join MLR. Yeah. Now that is a point I made on Twitter, and I know I'm wrong on this. Um, 
uh, I think Nick Johnson on Twitter uh, corrected me, which is good because she's very good for these legal things. Um, which is like, why even answer your phone? I'm off to America. <laughs> like, if, if it rings, no, just, just hang up and go. But then actually, maybe he does want a future in the English game once he returns. So Yeah, as um, a former England captain for a number of years, he might be able to get a lucrative gig uh, talking at um, future Twickenham um, home Hot events. Hospitality. Like, hospitality like, and... like, I guess like the Welsh team just have all the ex-Welsh players run water on for... Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that, I've got no idea. But I don't think I'd even answer the phone, I'd just go. <laughs> no, but there's lots of things that you, well, lots of things that you would do. If you were Saracens, you wouldn't have fulfilled a single additional fixture. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> we would all be going out. Yeah, I, I did like um, the expression of ang- anguish on Owen Farrell's face when, he's fa- when, it found, when he found out that he might not be playing. And I thought, I wonder if Farrell would have gone with him. I bet he would. No bet, way! Yes, he would. No, no Faz wouldn't have gone. Oh, of course he would. No, no. They're, they're all, but they're all from the same stable. Uh, they, they, they all love the beers. It's a Saracens uh, thing. I would guess. I don't know. I would guess Farrell doesn't love the beers. Uh, yeah, um, that'd be a guess. I bet he does. I bet he does. S- secretly, when the time they is, all do. there's, a, dif- there's do. a difference though of when the time is right. Yeah, but and that are... would have not been the right time for Faz. How? It was not right time for Fast because he was in an England shirt. If he's in a barbarian shirt, he'd have gone. Hundred mm. percent. If, if, if so, if he was his England career was winding down, he's thirty-four. Maybe if he was in Rob Shaw's position, so he knows he's not going to yeah. get another England cap. Yeah. In that scenario, I agree. If it was the rules, every one of the Saracens boys were. That's how, it's how they're conditioned. Finn Russell, yeah. yes. Owen Farrell, no. <laughs> Finn Sanity. <Yeah>. Finn Sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Finn Russell had been there. It, oh, if only. If only. Uh, no, I think any, any one of the Saracens boys would have gone out. Because look at the guys who were caught. They, they're, they're not amateurs. They're not um, bad lads. Like people like Sean Maitland are, are constant professionals. Um, they all are. Rob Shaw's a constant professional. Wiggy. 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 Apparently he's signing for Leicester Tigers. Interesting. Yeah, any day now. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I, I don't know if, if, if that's true. But apparently he was, he's meant to be signing for sale, and that never that never materialised. So mm. one of those two. It's good he's got options. Right, let's get on to the France game. Yes. Here we go. France Island. France Island. Oh, oh stockers. <laughs> oh, stockers. Yeah, Stockdale wasn't high up on my list of um, great things, actually. Um... <sighs> what was worse, uh, Jacob Stockdale's performance or that weird grey line on the back of the island player's shorts? <laughs> um, I really hated that. Stockers. And yeah. I love Stockers. I love him so much, and he's done some good things in a 15 shirt. So, well, he did some good things this weekend. He did one good thing, uh, scored that try after 81 minutes or whatever it was, but... Uh, what is that theory you keep reminding me of where you get promoted to your level of incompetence? Uh, it's the a Peter, Peter, principle. Peter Principle. Peter Principle. Yeah. It seems to be that has happened with Stockers. He's a very good winger and therefore they thought he could do other things and it doesn't seem to have gone too well. But they've, they've not got a huge number of options. No, they don't. Now, Rob Carney, yeah. one of the all-time great full-backs and we, when we went back and watched his performance in the Lions in t- yeah. 2009, one of the all-time individual best performances on a rugby pitch ever. Yeah. They are struggling to fill him because Stockers um, has got some positives, has got some big negatives. Lama, positives and negatives. I mean, they, they they would potentially yeah, be playing Carberry so. there if he was fit, but he's injured. 
Yeah, but I feel again you've got some positives and negatives. Yeah. Um, I guess Mike Healy might be one of the next cabs off the rank. Well, uh, Conway Ro- and uh, who's the winger? Ro- well, who's the winger? Really? Uh, Conway, begins with K. Uh, Keenan. Keenan. They can both play there, but again. Stockdale can't continue. He well, can't continue. Well, well, now is, well, now is the time. You, um, you were saying the same about Bowden Barrett not so long ago. It's a bit different, though. It is a bit different. <laughs> I appreciate that. But my point being, th- um, two and a half years out from a World Cup, when, you, when you've got limited options... It's not a bad time to, to give it a go. Uh, and well, don't forget, they also tried Henshaw there. They with did. Zero success yeah. in that one game. And Henshaw has played there in, in, uh, in the 15 shirt. Not, not much friend of it just feels at all, like but has played there for Connacht. On the wing, he's given the freedom to go and play his game. He's still a powerful runner. All the good things he does, he still does. His, his deft chip and chase is one of the best in the game. Two, yeah. super but, two words, can they not make an exception? Simon Zebo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Simon Zebo has got the most phenomenal collection of pastel, what would you call them? Like, not sweaters, maybe? Like, 90s kind of. What, 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 what do you call them? Like. Um, hoodies? Not hoodies. Sweater vest? No, not sweater vests. I've no idea what you're talking Jumpers. about. Jump, like, kind of a jumper, but you know, like the. Sweatshirt. Uh, like sweatshirt. No, 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 not, not cashmere. Okay. Strictly not cashmere. More like. Posh versions of like the old Adidas sweaters that used to get, but we're like no, we're like no branding. He's got one in like a a, a very light yellow, like a, a like a lemon. How do you know this? Uh, he's got one because I keep seeing him. He's got a sky blue one. He's he's got a white one. Uh, just, just like a round neck, plain sweater. A bit, a bit like what Tim's wearing at the moment. Yeah, but with no details on it. Okay, at yeah. all, just a round neck. This is my favourite jumper, and look. I'm going to have to get an elbow patch oh, for it. No. I know. So are you going to have to get leather? an elbow patch on both sides? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Got leather elbow patches. Uh, Simon yeah, so. I've got no idea. I'm looking him up on Instagram because I've got no idea what he, you're he talking about. For, uh, the, for, the, for the pre-game. He put a brilliant video uh, online this week of a school like, athletics meet where he wins the 100 metres narrowly oh, ahead of Keith Earls. Keith Earls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Ireland have yeah. got issues at fifteen. The Simon Zebo, he's he's taken his cash in Paris, and fair play to him. He's not, not going to get the pastel chop. shade jumpers and pastel shade <laughs> if jumpers. If you say yeah. so, I, I guarantee that's your interesting observation about Simon Zebo. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Good fullback, nice pastel collection of jumpers. Yeah, Great fullback. Uh, and Andrew, um, sorry, Andrew Stockdale. He's only thirty years old as well. Yeah, J- J- Jacob Stockdale um, needs to go back on the wing. You're depriving yourself of a world-class winger, or at least a very good winger, and you're giving yourself a championship fullback. <laughs> so I don't think that is the way. Yeah, forward. could Stockers be be being played out of a lion spot? Yeah, quite possibly. Potentially, yeah. You got to remember, like this lad was finishing tries for fun when he first showed up. I think he might, he might even have some sort of record for the most tries scored out of the, in the fewest games from debut. So. You know, there's no. He hasn't become a bad player overnight. No, just what he's been asked to do doesn't suit him, and he's so far off the pace. He's running lines at, at the wrong time. The ball is dropping behind him. He's knocking it on. He's just not a good fullback. That's not his fault. He's not a fullback. He, he he can do it for Ulster and has has done it for Ulster. It's it's the step up. Yeah, and he, he did get found want, found wanting in this game. Uh, I bet he wasn't the only one found, found wanting. To be fair, uh, France just ripped. Island to pieces I think it'd be fair to say and I think they did it in about third gear I don't even think they were trying particularly hard that French back row and then DuPont and Intermac 
And Vakatawa. And Vakatawa. <laughs> oh. Why well, stop there? And Fiku. Fiku was amazing. Yeah. Fiku, Fiku moving from 12 just, to the wing. Just think about this for a second, right? We we, we spoke about England's try. Oh, was it good they did it off a first phase move? They passed a ball to a stationary Fiku who had to trap it with his foot. <laughs> and then he scored. Now, they created the overlap on that because he was against Porter, wasn't he? Yeah. They gave, they gave, so any international winger w- worth their salt with a one-on-one with a tight head prop should be doing that kind of thing. But he went round Porter, then he goes round someone else. He, 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 he then gassed back. Murray and yeah. then, then draws. And, it, and who's in, inside him? Who, who runs the most intelligent supporting lines, the best supporting lines, time and time and time again? Dupont. Stockdale. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Dupont, again, brilliant. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, br- uh, absolutely brilliant stuff. But again, it just shows, doesn't it? Like, from absolutely nothing, they just tore, tore them to pieces. Uh, France were brilliant. In, in at times and this this is I, I mentioned it right at the start of the pod this is the f- frustration with France they've got the firepower to, to tear anyone apart when they can get all of their chips aligned when it, when it all works out for them and then they can do stupid things yeah they, and, uh, well the, the Boutier yellow was ridiculous yeah I mean, what was he thinking and it, it could I still think that could have been a yellow and a penalty try because there is a nudge he gives Mm. Um, Keenan a very small but when it's slowed down you see it and it does change um, Keenan's uh, direction just a bring small this... nudge so he can't get near the ball and then slaps it out just to bring this full circle do you know who I think was the last person I can remember well he's the last person I can remember to get a yellow card and a penalty try conceded for a similar offence oh, it happened in an international game it did happen in an international game he's in the dead ball area though who was it? You're gonna have to tell me. Rob Carney did it. Yellow card, oh. penalty, penalty try. Mm. Can't remember against uh, against who. I just think he was. Uh, I think Tokyo Olympics next year, France beach volleyball. <laughs> yep, <laughs> get him in. <laughs> get him in. in. <laughs> why, why not? Uh, the the French back row is up. Absolute dynamite uh, cross Olivon. And Oliver is a weird one because he doesn't look that big. I mean, he is no, big. No, but yeah, he's not. That big, but he's just so strong. He's can I can so I good. say by the way, having stood just inches away from, well, two meters away from Olivon, <laughs> uh, the other inches the other week, he is a big boy. Is he? Yeah, Olivon's tall as well. He's about he? six he's about foot six seven. In, yeah, is he really? Yeah. Christ. I, yeah, I mean they're just massive. They're, they're, they're massive. They're skillful. They've got basically everything and. I don't know if how they play is. What was that? Oh, I think but, it's something. I think it's outside the room that. Oh yeah, the bu- the buzz on the line isn't a lead at all. It's a fridge. Oh good. <laughs> or or a washing machine. Or a washing machine. Or something. Or Rudy's using some power tools. <laughs> Again. Again. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, how they play? I can't work out if it's a positive or a negative. I'm, and when I say how they play, I mean their forwards. And you don't see this much, but their forwards will just pick up the ball randomly from the back of rocks and start running forward. And sometimes they get a little bit of purchase and they offload, and that's when it all sort of joins together. And other times they just get knocked back or it's it's not effective. And, but they're on their own. Well, that's the thing that I noticed. Yeah. And it, it's, Always on their own. It's a nightmare when you're going against Ireland. And, and um, CJ Stander got a couple of very good turnovers. 
you can't go on your own. No. For international rugby, if you go on your own like that, you're just asking to give a penalty away. But that's how the French play. So, and you see it, it's most effective, I think, oh, I've seen Claremont do it. They pick up and go, and they make a yard, and it's almost like in basketball, you have the triangle. So they offload, and the sporting winner then offloads again, and bang, bang, bang. And before you know it, you know, but you've got, open. to do that, you've got to get, you've got to win the collision and hit like a half shoulder so you can get an offload. Yeah. What Ireland and, and good organised defences do around the breakdown is there'll be two two up tacklers, one mm. low, one high, to stop that offload. Well, there's that. And also, you know, maybe at international level, they can organise quick enough to stop you getting the surprise. Because even at international level, they do look a little bit surprised. Like, what are these nutters doing? Why are they coming into ones and twos? <laughs> and they do it so so quickly. Now, if you adjust to that, you've not got a problem. If you can't adjust to it, you've got an enormous problem. More, more often or not, they do adjust. Mm. Uh, and I wonder, you know, if you've played against Exeter or you've played against Leinster and you see the very structured way the forwards c- come at you, whether this just throws you off completely. And the other thing I thought is, does this tire out defences because they're constantly coming at you, there's no setting and then bringing your mate on and then latching and going. They're just going one after the other after the other. And I can't work out if the if the pros outweigh the negatives. I quite like it in the sense that it feels quite French. If you, yes. see, it, if you see it, do it, and we'll take the odds turnover uh, for trying. And actually, the most... Northern Hemisphere sides, France aside, actually a very um, man- management of risk yeah, is risk the way they play. Yeah. yeah, and actually, I, I quite like France when they take risks. And this is why I don't think France can ever be coached by someone who isn't French. Certainly, other, than, other than defence, which Sean yeah. Edwards. Uh, yeah, they can see twenty-seven points. That's the other thing. But there again, Ireland are no joke. Yeah, Ireland are a very good team. Now, speaking of management of risk. So, no. Ireland, one of my favourite topics, of, of course. Of course. Uh, so, Ireland, after 68 minutes, took off um, Johnny Sexton, captain. And they were, at that point, point in time, they were 28 20 down. What would Ireland have done to, to roll the dice at that point in time for Finn Russell? Finn Sanity. Finn Sanity. Oh, exactly. yeah. That would be the perfect That's... exploitation of Finn Sanity. Or. Marika Marika Corabetti or both of them and that that could have had the effect of either Ireland winning the game with a bit of Finn Sanity or Vakatawa intercepting a couple of tries and France winning the Six Nations Nations, either way rugby wins yeah you don't die wondering when you've got Finn Russell (laughs) on the pitch yeah that that would be an ideal an ideal scenario Uh, yeah, France are awesome. I hope they get more awesome. Looking forward to seeing more of France. Wore my French top to watch the game. I know adults shouldn't wear replica kit, but you when know, you're watching rugby, when you're watching rugby, I, you know, as long as it's a French kit, yeah, I can get away with the French kit. Right? French kit with the French lockdown. Is there rugby continuing? I hope so. I assume so, but I don't know because I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm going to get into the top 14 this year well, we can't, oh, that's you can't watch it anywhere can you oh, it's no. not on Sky anymore yeah. well, there's well, no host carrier there is a protest in Manchester next su- Sunday which I will be going to of course um, and I'm going to just uh, maybe we get a game rugby game in there because in protest you can do anything can't, can't, can't you <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I might go and I might protest that top 14 is not on UK yes. television well, you know, I, if you I'll start to... a splinter protest with you on, for that <laughs> Phil yeah I mean we could take some beers 
Uh, we could actually probably take an iPad and watch the rugby there. I mean, it's not strictly in the spirit of the protest per se, but you don't go there to protest, do you? Well, that, you that, that's, pro- the that's possibly the, the only way to see your friends. Yeah, protest. Is, let's, let's just get, get everyone we know for a, for a knees up in Piccadilly Gardens in Manchester. Exactly. Well, well, can we pick somewhere nicer than Piccadilly Gardens? I know, it's Piccadilly absolutely Piccadilly miserable. Yeah, it is we can't hall. go to Albert Square at the moment. Have you ever seen Piccadilly? Sorry, uh, you, I know there'll be every town or city or, or whatever that, that has some horrible places. So apologies if you don't know Piccadilly Gardens. What I, w- what I would say is go and look at some old-fashioned pictures of Piccadilly Gardens. From the 70s. From the 70s. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely gardens. gorgeous. Yeah, and now it's just a concrete wall. It looks like a, it looks the, like a Soviet... The wave... Wasteland, yeah, and I'm, you know, in a way, I'm glad the laws have caught up to you know, so it matches the Soviet wasteland. <laughs> We've now got laws worthy of, <laughs> of the wall. We got there. We almost had the, we had pretty much the whole podcast, but we we got a little bit political at the end. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, we we can do a live show there. We can watch some rugby. We, we can do all sorts. Of, have some, yeah. have some <laughs> sexy kiss and Negroni. Oh no, you're talking. Until we get baton charged. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well. Yeah, us. No, no, I'm no. not going. I'm stopping. Um, Good idea. Yeah, well done, France. Well done, France. Uh, now games next week. There must be something, right? Uh, when does autumn. the autumn international tournament? Are they definitely going ahead? I assume, I assume so. it'll be next week. I don't know. Autumn Nations Cup. Let's have a quick look. Round one on Amazon. Thirteenth, so not next weekend. Oh. Oh. Oh God! Pro fourteen next weekend. Rugby league, rugby league's rugby on next weekend. <laughs> uh, so Cardiff play Ulster, Zebra. Yeah. So yeah, there's some rugby on. Uh, there's Pro then, fourteen, top fourteen. Better time we've got uh, Munster. Some Mitre Cup, some South African rugby. The Curry Cup's been going on. Also, well, no, sorry, it's not Curry Cup, is it? It's Super Rugby South Africa. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Tri Nations again. Why is it called Tri-Nations? Because there's no South Africa. Oh, Argentina, Argentina are coming over, are they? are coming over. Ah. Seriously undercooked without some of their European stars. Oh, that'd be fun to watch. They, they might give Australia a game. I hope so. It'll be team runs against New Zealand again. Yeah. I want to see, have they changed their kit? That's a stash. I, I always want to see the Argentina stash. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Why did Australia decide to play in lead grey against the All Blacks? In black. In black. I thought it was more of a greeny grey. It was like a very dark green. Yeah, lead grey. Lead grey. It was more racing green than lead grey, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Lead, lead's got a greeny hue, hue to it. Is lead, uh, let me look up lead grey. Is that like rusted copper? I think so. I'm sure you can sort of... There is definitely some green in lead, I would say. Hmm... I'm not so sure. Well, have you typing green lead? Lead <laughs> green. Oh, so just on, on one thing on, on the plane back, we, we had a, about an hour and a half delay uh, from Kalamata, where I flew from, uh, back to the UK because Pri- were you flying pri- privately or? <laughs> oh, obviously, JB. Uh, no, because the the wings iced up, and the wings iced up. I did, and I only realised this. The captain was brilliant. Uh, so the captain gave an announcement and said, uh, "Sorry, we're going to have a, a slight delay because." Um, uh, there was some cold air on our way in uh, on a, on a flight here, and as a result, the um, the fuel got very cold. The wings have iced up, and we need to wait for it to defrost. That's weird. Yeah, I know. And then you, you could tell some people around me were like, "Oh God, oh it's so scary." And then the captain came back up and went, "I just realised what I said. Um, just need to let you know that's totally normal. Uh, the fuel is actually in the wings." 
Which I didn't know. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. Really? Did you know that, Phil? I didn't, I didn't know that. The fuel, yeah. the fuel in air, in commercial aircraft is in the wings. Well, fuel of every aircraft is pretty much. Oh, is it every? Really? Well, where else would you put it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. I'd never thought about no, it. No, you want to utilize every every area of the aircraft. So, I'd, yeah. I'd always assume because in movies, so, you know, when planes land, it, the nose hits and the explosion comes from there. That maybe the fuel <laughs> tank was up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh, the Hawker Museum. Was it Hawker Museum? Hmm. De Havilland Museum. Maybe it's De Havilland Museum. I can't remember if it's Hawker or De Havilland. It must be De Havilland because I've got the Nimrod there. Whoever made the Nimrod. Yeah, the, the Nimrod came from the De Havilland Comet. So anyway, uh, I'm going to say De Havilland because this thing is based just outside of Stockport. And it's a little, um, it's like a little hangar. And outside they've got a Vulcan. Oh, Avro! There you go. It's the Avro mu- uh, Museum. And then inside they've got a Nimrod cockpit. And back in the day, they didn't have any of you know any of the glass screens, so you can see where the flight engineer had to sit, and he's got a dial for each fuel tank. So there's a fuel tank in one wing, and that's one dial. Fuel tank in the uh, on the outside in, in in the inner wing, a fuel tank in the in the middle, and then the same for same for the other. And his job is to control the fuel evenly from both sides to make sure that the, the aircraft is basically balanced and he's got to okay. a switch and then that switch goes so that's why if you if you went into the back of a plane when you you know pre-September the 11th when you're allowed to visit pilots as a kid you'd see the flight engineer and he had all those dials that's what he was doing now of course it's, it, it's all it's all computerised but anyway I've never had that before yeah. but the air was so cold coming in that the fuel temperature dropped when it landed the with the hot air in Greece versus the cold tank, it caused like a condensation and ice on the wing, and, and that, that, did, no, that delayed us by about an hour and a half. Mm. I think they were just making excuses. Yeah, there was a catastrophic engine failure, and you nearly died on the. There is back. a really yeah. good YouTube video of someone looking out of a dreamland a Dreamliner, and the engine casing com- uh, comes off. And that's, that's and that that's, would be worrying. That's quite intense. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'm going to watch that. <laughs> now yeah. my flying for the year is done. Well, I mean, you've only got what six more, what, eight, eight more weeks. You can fit in a few. A few um, more flights. You know, maybe the maybe the European trip. We'll see. Yeah, you know we'll see. see. The, but, uh, the sun never sets on the on on the Cocker Empire. In fact, let, yeah, let's <laughs> let, let, let's end this podcast so I can hop onto Skyscanner and see where I can go. <laughs> Although it's illegal, anyway, we're not going there. Yeah. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, he's at JB Moore. I'm at Cocker. Phil is lurking, and we'll find you. Let us know if you've got any local leagues being started in your local club because we're quite interested in cool. that. If, the, if you've yeah. got a cool league and you want us to mention it and you know give it some promotion, if it's called something good, not like the inner. The the M60 Ring Road League, the GB Cup 2.0. Yeah, so if you can call it something cool, we'll give it a push. Or if you want some help we, with with a name, yeah, we, we Ooh, can maybe help. Yeah. We can maybe help name it, or get get our many brains listening to the podcast on the case to help you name it. So uh, get in touch and let us know. You can email us contactedchasers at gmail dot com, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. See you later. Sweet, good pod. Yeah, some some app. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.